listening to Big Picture You podcast series from VCG Studios. Good morning, afternoon, or night, everyone. Coming to you from the warm and welcoming environment of the VCG Media Broadcast booth, I'm Verve Coach Gordon, and you are listening to Big Picture You, the podcast series where wellness practices and concepts meet practical application and real-life example. This is episode 6 of season 2, and the one-year anniversary episode of the Big Picture You podcast series. Welcome listeners, supporters, and thought leaders. Thanks so much for your streaming and ongoing support. Please drop me a note at gordon at vervecoach.com with comments and thoughts. So, on with Season 2, Episode 6 of the Big Picture You podcast series, A Trio of Supermoms. My dad got me with a bit of a one-two question and answer punch once when I was a kid of probably 10 or 11 years. After a particularly rough couple of behavioral weeks for me, that included talking back and disrespecting my mom, he sternly sat me down and first asked, why do you treat your mother this way? And that was probably more of a rhetorical question, not really expecting an answer. He followed with the statement, She has your best interests at heart, and she is the best friend you will probably ever have. My dad was not a physical disciplinarian, but his words sure cut through. There were still rough patches in growing up, but I never forgot to respect and abide his words. And we'll hear more about my awesome dad in the Father's Day episode of the Big Picture You podcast series. The stories in today's episode are my personal narratives, and I realize that not everyone has had the same experience as I have. But I would like to share three stories with you in tribute to three very strong women and moms in my life, my mom and two grandmas, and provide real-life examples, as we always like to do here at the Big Picture You podcast series. And as always, I will relate one or more of the 11 energies of the verve to the main episode content. For those not familiar with the origins and base concepts of the 11 energies of the verve, you can learn more in Season 2, Episodes 1, 3, and 4, which are easily accessible. Or just start here with us and jump right in. Begin your journey now. As I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, I'm going to tell some brief tales surrounding three strong female guides in my life who just happen to also be my mom and my grandmas. Let's get right to it with my dear mother. I've mentioned her a couple of times in previous episodes. So some listeners may already know that one thing unique about our relationship is that I always called her by her first name, Helen, and never Mom. I don't remember how it began. Hmm. My mom was a truly loving person, and like all of us, had her share of challenges in this old life. But by and large, she had a wonderful sense of humor, and I could always kid around with her although she monitored me to be sure I didn't overstep. She was a staunch disciplinarian, 
and could get down to business when required. And believe it or not, folks, I gave her plenty of reasons to get down to business. I fully remember the first time I refused to kiss my mom goodbye in front of other people. I was probably 13 or 14 years old, and she was dropping me off at football practice. As I was exiting the car, I noticed that all the guys were watching, so I said no to her request and got out. I know it saddened her, and I didn't feel great about it, but life in growing up surely does take its course. As I reflected in preparing for this episode, I came across one of my very favorite stories surrounding my mother, so I thought I would share that with you on this Mother's Day and first anniversary episode. Growing up in the suburbs, I experienced certain expectations and guidelines that were designed to make me a normal kid. Oh, it was the age of rock and roll and alternative lifestyles of many sorts were coming to the forefront, but the feeling by parents was, not for my child. There was a late night concert show on TV called In Concert, and it was my window to the world of radical lifestyles and behavior from within my suburban life. I was not really supposed to be up late watching such stuff on television, but one night I was indeed watching, and the headliner was Edgar Winter and his band, the most ever politically incorrectly named White Trash. White Trash was a down and dirty blues bass band with a full horn section and backup singers, fronted by Edgar Winter and his flowing white hair, singing lead vocals and scatting while switching between organ, piano, and saxophone. A major talent and just a wild rock and roll extravaganza, I must say. Well, my mom came into the TV room and seeing and hearing what I was watching and listening to, questioned something to the effect of, what in God's name are you watching? I told her and the expression on her face soured. She let me finish watching the last few minutes and I raved to her about how cool they were and how great the music was and how everybody was listening to it. It really had me jazzed up. Well, I went to bed and that was pretty much the end of it, I thought. So let's recap real quick. Hmm, up later than I should have been. Not only watching TV, but watching rock and roll with all the abnormal behavior and clothing. And to top it all off, the band is named White Trash. Yikes, folks. I thought I'd be in some kind of trouble for all of that, for sure. Or as we used to say, for sure. At least have a good talking to. Let's fast forward to my next birthday. I had opened up all my prizes, but there was one special gift set aside. As it was handed to me, I could see that it was obviously vinyl album jacket shaped. Another, hmm. I ripped open the package and lo and behold, it was the live two album set of Edgar Winter's White Trash, including the 12 minute plus Tobacco Road and the famous rock and roll hit, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. I could not believe my eyes. 
but would soon believe my ears. I knew that. Now, doing the work I've been doing for some time now, of course I understand all of the implications and reasons of why a group should not call itself white trash, let alone invite others to do so. But at the time it was rock and roll and radical when I was a teenager, and my mom knew I really dug the Edgar Winter group, as did a lot of other kids, and how important music was in my life, maybe she also possessed some intuition or sixth sense as to how important music would be in my future. So, she went to bat for me. You know, I've been speaking of the white trash band and image, but it was really just blues and R&B based music played with great vigor, verve, and enthusiasm by a group of really talented artists including the powerhouse guitar player Rick Derringer. Of course, looking back, as with a lot of pop art forms, it all seems so tame today. That was my mom, sometimes I thought so predictable in her behavior, yet sometimes so unpredictable. A good sport and a staunch disciplinarian who really did have my best interests at heart, even though we did not always see eye to eye. With much love, I kidded her over the years. And with much love and respect, I remember her fondly. I very much appreciate the work she did to help make me the person I am today. Coincidentally, that birthday party when I got the Edgar Winter album was at my Mamalita's house, and this next story is about her. Ah, yes, folks, here at the Big Picture You podcast series, we never stop connecting the dots. My grandma on my mom's side, Mamalita, was from Mexico, and as I've mentioned in previous episodes of the Big Picture You podcast series, had a lot of positive influence on me while I was growing up. She also took me to Mexico when I was in the fourth grade, to meet family and visit important family-related and historical sites. A couple of years ago, I added her maiden name to mine as a second middle name. This is not a traditional apellido, but is simply out of honor and respect. If you want to know the full story, it is in my 11 Energies book and at my website, www.vervcoach.com. Me and Lita spent a lot of time together. I helped her with her yard work when I got old enough, and on many summer Sundays, we would walk to church, then over to the family restaurant for lunch. She spoke mostly Spanish, and I spoke no Spanish until I was almost a teenager. But we communicated famously and had great times together. She was really a model of gentleness and care to me. One of my favorite anecdotes with Mamalita is from the first time she experienced McDonald's chicken nuggets. The family stopped at a drive-thru and was getting their order together, including nuggets, but my grandma thought they were saying nalgas, which means buttocks in Spanish. She thought they were getting chicken buttocks. It really took a bit to convince her otherwise. A funny, good-natured lady who showed me many things and shared many experiences. 
as well as a whole other culture and background that most suburban kids like me did not get to experience. You know, I've mentioned my mom and my mom Alita in previous episodes, and I've talked about my dad, but I've not mentioned my dad's mom, my grandma Bet. My grandma Bet was descended from pioneer folk, and her and my grandpa Bill lived and raised their family in Ogden, Utah, a small, peaceful, and shady town. We would visit Ogden as part of our yearly vacation, and it was like stepping back to a much simpler time. Big old trees lined the street, and you often saw folks out on leisurely walks. On Sunday, we would go to her and Grandpa Bill's church, then home for early dinner and the making of hand-cranked homemade ice cream. Wow. An amazing treat we only got in Ogden. Each summer on our visit, she would take us kids shopping for a new school clothes outfit. I shopped and shopped one year till I finally found some really cool lime green and lemon yellow paisley pants. They were so mod. I thought these breeches were so awesome, I couldn't wait to wear them to school. What a great grandma to buy such hip stuff for me, even though it was certainly not anywhere near her, grandpa's, or even my dad's favorite styles. I wore them a lot. And when the knees wore completely through, I cut them off for shorts and finally chucked them when there wasn't much left. Another thing I remember from those visits is that in addition to the dining table and dining room, she had a small table in the kitchen that would sit two or three people. I usually slept in the basement on our visits and every morning when I came up the stairs, she would be sitting at the little table with options for my early morning munching. I would eat. I've always had a healthy appetite. We would talk about all kinds of things, and she would ask many, many questions about my stuff, responding with expressions like, Land's sake! My word! Or that's weird. For some reason, I thought the word weird was a kid's word, and really thought it was funny when my grandma Beth said it. There, sitting by the open screen door, with the sun shining in and the smell of the grass and flowers, was a little slice of paradise for a very brief time every summer. Grandma Beth was a sweet, gentle woman, full of good humor and kindness. And she had a lot of very strong values that she instilled within me that I certainly heed today. And those are my tales of a trio of super moms. Very powerful guides and influences in my life in this Big Picture You first anniversary and Mother's Day episode. Now, as with each episode, on to the relationships with the 11 energies of the verb that I associate with each episode's main content. For this episode, I'm going to go first to energy of the verb, number 10, courage, represented by the color purple. 
Some of the things purple represents are transformation, wisdom, enlightenment, spirituality, mystery, honor, and temperance, as well as dignity, devotion, peace, pride, and sensitivity, encouraging imagination and creativity. I would have to agree with many people in saying that being a mother seems a very difficult job comprised of many, many challenges that take extreme levels of courage to navigate and negotiate. This is something that cannot be fully realized or understood unless it is your living reality. Energy of the verb number 10, courage. The next energy I would associate is energy of the verb number 11, and that is love. Love is represented by the color pink. Pink symbolizes love, tenderness, and acceptance. It also inspires greater nurturing tendencies. As I reflect on all of the gifts the strong moms and grandmas in this episode shared with me, the feeling of being loved is most important. All three were safe havens for me while remaining uniquely themselves. I will surely carry these lessons with me for life. There are other energies that may be applied here as well. And as always, I leave the further and deeper connections up to you to flesh out as I provide the tools and takeaways to assist you in doing this. Always remembering that this is truly about your journey of growth from within to without while reinforcing the notion and core belief here at the VCG organization that greater harmony within ourselves, in our own lives, will certainly bring about greater harmony in our groups, organizations, and institutions. And of course, fulfilling my promise to you to provide real-life examples and practical applications of the 11 energies of the Verve. Okay. And now the big picture you, big picture takeaway for today's episode. For today, I'm just going to say that it is important to reflect on one's life and acknowledge past and present influencers. Use these reflections to help create a strong foundation for who you really are now, in the moment, every moment. Filling out our most fulfilling, big picture you, Big Picture Me, and Big Picture Us. It is surely a privilege for me to be able to provide you with materials, tools, and mediums to help you create your life's masterpiece. The 11 energies of the verve. Foundational values that can be referred to at any time to help negotiate challenge, help in decision making, or gain motivation and positivity. The book is available now at Amazon or through my website if you'd like a signed copy. Please join me next time for Season 2, Episode 7 of the Big Picture You podcast series, The Four Selves of Success. Let's go! This is going to be extra cool as I introduce a new verve-based methodology for personal motivation, harmony, and fulfillment. You are listening to... 
Big Picture You podcast series from VCG Studios. Please visit my website regularly for updates and news, as well as announcements. All content, text, and music in the Big Picture You podcast series is copyright Verve Coach Gordon unless otherwise cited. Thanks so much for listening to the program today. I always appreciate listener feedback, so please reach out to Gordon at VerveCoach.com with questions or even answers for that matter. Remember, kindness is beautiful, both toward others and yourself, in creating an amazing and empowering big picture you, big picture me, and big picture us. Be well, my friends. Thank you.